Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. Yeah. All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>
our city. Yeah, we so talked mythical about mythical civic planning. Exactly. Actually. We did some mythical it's, civic planning. The book is pretty thorough as far as I mean, so far it has been anyway. And I you know, obviously I saw the questions up ahead. But what is the arcane equivalent of eminent domain? I don't know, just violent conquering, probably. They they didn't they don't have to pretty it up. They just go they just go fireball. They're just like, We're just taking your house. Yes. What but, are you but gonna no. do about it? Fireball. Yeah. Fireball. Yeah, I'm gonna sure. fireball you. Yeah. <laughs> or my friend here, the barbarian, is going to rage. Right, exactly. It, it, they're they're just not as civilized as we are, I suppose. But yes, enlightened. Suppose. They're not yeah, as enlightened. They're not enlightened. That's it. Exactly. That's what we see. Yeah. Uh-huh, okay. uh-huh, uh-huh. Um I did have a question, something we didn't discuss in last week's episode as we started through that first half of that chapter. Yeah. And that was just I was I was kind of going back and refreshing through it. And I noticed that there's a, a whole page on economy and like what's the primary export. Yeah. What do they use for money in Estrock? Uh, IOUs, or is this stacks and stacks of IOUs? Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I was like wondering, this this is probably where one of those areas where, as designers, they just go, "It's just easier to use gold pieces." Yeah, I would think just skip it. There's mines; <clears throat> they mine out precious metals, and there you go. My guess is, you know, without knowing anything else, my guess would be that you only move away from gold, silver, and bronze if you've got like a hook. That right. is built around that you don't use gold, silver, and bronze. You know what I mean? Like, and we don't this necessarily is a world that. where stars fall to the earth and leave crystalline, and that's what everyone uses for cash. Um, what is a, a, a Brandon Sanderson again? All oh, right, Star Archives uses gemstones. Right, yeah. right. I mean, that's the only reason you would change it. I think if you have something really great to replace, they're it with. glass spheres with different gems inside them, and, and it does it, and they glow they're, when they're, they're infused with magic, varying levels of enchantment, because right? they're used as magic batteries and as money. Yeah. Yep. So again, I think you would alter that if needed, but since we don't really need to. Do you I think guess. that skirts the line of like over designing? Like just like, oh, not everything in your world has to be unique. Not everything has to break a mold. Well, yeah. I mean, and I, I, maybe in the nature of a game like this, it, you don't want to do that at all. You know, especially what I mean? if you're building to a system. Yeah. There's already a lot of other things people need to learn and adjust to. Um, a and, custom. I mean, I'm. I'm sure that there are games and there are games out there that really, you know, DMs, GMs that really, really uh, focus on the commerce end of things. But any game, even from when I was younger, you kind of just skip over the money and cash thing. Like you got to buy something. Okay, just buy it. I mean, it's not that we, you skip it, but it's, it's definitely uh, like on the side. It's not, it's not, it's not in the forefront of importance. Well, there's definitely variability of play there. I yeah. mean, some people really, they track every copper piece. Sure. Um, some people go, I mean, you get to level... 9, 10, right, 11. You get to a certain point. And you're like, yeah. I don't know, I'm richer than God. Right. It's just so. like when you play any video game. Eventually, yeah. you accumulate so much wealth that you don't think about buying things. Well, I, I remember when I play Witcher 3, every time I play through Witcher 3, because it's the only game I like consistently go back to playing over and over again, mm-hmm. I always remember scrimping and saving for every single gosh darn coin in the beginning. Like right. I'm selling every rusty broadsword that I take off a monster. Mm-hmm. And by the end, I'm like, oh, look at this wonderful magic. I'm just going to put it on the wall. Of yeah. my mansion. Yeah. Literally, I have a wall of the mansion. I'm just stick it on the wall in yeah. Corvo Bianco. So <laughs> which is the manner you get in Yeah, I mean the only money related game that I've played lately is of course Stardew Valley. And I got to the point where I was pulling in it like a, a steady like one point two million bucks a week. And I'm like, that's good. I don't need to. And then I had so much money I would just buy whatever I want. And then you find you don't want anything. So that's why rich people go just crazy. like real life. Yeah, rich people go insane because nothing interests them. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. <laughs> so that was just it was just yeah. an aside well I yeah no yeah. I, I i do think it probably does skirt it probably butts right up against over design yeah unless again there's you a have story a specific reason to create a different currency and then 
currency would have to then I would I'm guessing would then be pretty ubiquitous in a day to day in the day to day game mm-hmm. in it you know again it doesn't come to the forefront in Estrock because Estrock is about surviving and getting by and it's people tending to work together it's it's you know so because Estrock like has all of the same precious metals and things like that sure to yeah. be mined and they're, yeah. they're we're in a mountain range right there where it mm-hmm. could be mined yeah um point reach certainly is yeah. Although I mean, there's willing... something unique about silver mining. Isn't there something weird with silver mining? Like you have to use toxic gases. I'm just trying to remember my South American silver mines being horrible to people. I but... The only time I've seen anything about a South American mine was in the rundown with the rock. And I have not seen that. You haven't seen the rundown? And Christopher Walken has the whole tooth fairy thing? No. I think it's tooth fairy. Yeah, it's really funny. Okay. I will take your word for it. It's a good movie. Um, but let's not get too much into the weeds. Yeah, too late. That. Sorry. I, well, no, fault. that was, hey, I'm yeah. the one that brought it You up. did bring it up. That so was an unexpected random encounter. Me. I know, and I didn't even play the sound effect. Yeah. Sorry, here, wait, you can, ready? Ready? Yeah. Put it back in. Random encounter. It's perfect. And we finished. And we're done. <laughs> and wait, wait, I have a random encounter since what? you just hit the button. Sure. W- uh, what is the money like in Astarok? <laughs> What do, oh, what do we do? Well, <laughs> I just think we're going to stick with the the standard for the system. Okay, done. Okay. I'm sorry. However, <laughs> I do like the idea that yeah. currency that came to the world from other worlds is collector's items held by very wealthy, very powerful families. Yeah, like that's how or, they... Or they're in museums. Stuff. Yeah, like it belongs in a museum. It, yep. I was just listening to John Williams stuff on yep. the way over. <laughs> belongs in a museum. So do you. That's true. So, so the next half of the first chapter, bringing it all actually back to what we wanted to talk about today. For real this time. Today is all about the prevalence of magic in Estorok. Now, mm-hmm. this is something we've talked about a lot, but yeah. not in terms of building a city not in terms of civic planning exactly okay civic planning and magic i can understand this is being a really important aspect of it because i mean this is one of those things where you look at lots of fantasy worlds and you go Mm -hmm. it's not exactly logical how come they don't just use that magic to solve every problem right yep oh sorry no that was enthusiastic i I I love it no it's not for remember we put my hero ladies and gentlemen you should have seen i know the absolute burst of joy that just lit up his eyes do you know no. <laughs> Last week, we put My Hero Academia in the notes. We couldn't remember why. Okay. Because certain characters have quirks that allow them to create matter. And there are limitations on what they're allowed to create because they would basically throw out the whole world. Like this one girl could create anything out of nothing. So it kind of does, in a way, connect up to the whole magic thing. Do you see what I'm doing? Your specific note? I specifically yeah, wrote specific. My Hero Academia, quirks to create. Yeah. So sometimes, you know, the one particular character, uh, Momo, she can create anything, but there are certain things she's not allowed to create. She's not allowed to create drugs that would make someone unconscious, for example, that's illegal for her. Because if a less... You know, a person with a different set of morals and ethics. Yeah, exactly. Were to use that ability, it would be considered a villainous act because they could potentially do bad things. Okay. So, All right. I don't know. That's what I was the about magic... to ask you who polices that, but then I figure we'd end up in a My Hero Academia yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's a different podcast. But, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that's actually where they are in the manga and the anime right now. They're struggling with who's really a hero and who's really a good guy. Oh, I like see. Like in real life. Well, you know, in real life, it's super easy to tell who's the good guys and the bad guys, right? Yeah, it's super easy. All right. So, magic. Your our world has magic. Yeah. And if, our work one of the things that we the only real thing we've defined about magic is that there is magic mm-hmm. and that that magic is more powerful. Right. Which in a vague way that we have yet to actually define, but we haven't discussed prevalence. We've discussed degree, but not prevalence. Yeah, that's not true. Not the degree to which it's prevalent. Thank you for cities and towns for bringing it up. I know, right? Campaign builder cities and towns. So, in the book, yeah. There are three choices. Oh, okay. 
Okay. <clears throat> now, it, one of the things I really like that they do in the book is they do the three choices and they say you can kind of like put yourself somewhere in the middle. Here's like you can kind of come up with your own custom level, etc. And there's different reasons why you might say this level, but it's only this level in this location. In a greater sense of the world, it might be a different one. So, um, all right. So here we go. Their three options are magic is everywhere, magic is limited, or magic is restricted. Yeah. Would you like to hear what yeah, they define? There's kind of a fine line between limited and restricted in my Oh, and, and I like how case. they do this. Okay, okay so um, magic is everywhere. In a high magic city, it could be that magic is accessible to anyone at any time or simply that's, um, that a sizable portion of public services like healthcare, sanitation, transportation, and utilities are all powered by magic. Anyone, anywhere has access to magic. Okay. Eberron is magic is everywhere. Yeah. I don't see Estrock as Eberron level. No, but put a pin in Eberron because I had had a thought for later. So Okay. All right. The next level, mm-hmm. magic is limited. This is, from what I'm, my reading of this, this is standard fantasy world. Okay. okay. In some settings, magic can be abundant but difficult to use or learn. In such instances, it could not be useful to find schools to help those with magical aptitude to hone their abilities or shops selling magic items and services to the general population at an increased price. Um, so you can find magic shops, but they, you know, they're a little bit more expensive. You have magic schools if people have aptitude, but magic doesn't solve all the problems. It's used to prop up society a little bit, but it can't solve all of society's woes because it's just not enough magic to do that. Okay. Okay. Magic is restricted. In a restricted magic city, magic belongs only to the elite. Magic is possible, possibly even outlawed for use except by a select few or it might be simply difficult to use, and those who can wield it are rare. So I want to hear your thoughts, and then I'll tell you my thoughts, because I bet you that your thoughts and my thoughts are fairly similar. I Boy, um, did your thoughts um, also get wishy-washy and say a little bit of this? Yes, they did, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, it was a little... <laughs> so, yeah. so I like... So at first, as you're reading, my brain is saying, well, magic is everywhere, um, but it is limited, but the limitation is more like conservative use is expected for danger reasons right for danger reasons like and if you get crazy then you're you'll get restricted i don't know yeah i mean i don't know that's it when you put them in those three terms it's really hard but i I guess magic is everywhere but conservatively used is so it's somewhere for me it's somewhere between one and two or a combination of one and two so they would according to them and i want to read you but on the on the other hand i feel like the um people that live in the verge are relatively free with magic so this is specific so they want you to consider both the city and the world at large okay Okay. so for instance if magical prevalence is due more to intense centralization the magic and spellcasting abilities of the city are reported to the government and then redistributed to the entire population resulting in widespread access to magical goods but less discretionary access to spellcasting such a system might look more like an equitable version of magic is restricted so they say, like, listen, if magic is everywhere here in the city because this is a concentration of people who use magic and they're all working together in an egalitarian way to distribute magic out to the world to protect people, that's a magic is restricted world, but just a more egalitarian version of it. Yes, it is. What are your thoughts on that, Josh? How does that make you feel? Well, it makes me feel I have to live down in the verge. <laughs> <laughs> well, everything makes you want to live down in the verge. I know. Verge. Everything makes me want to live in the verge and just grow a beard and have a shack off of No, I mean... <sighs> I guess the nature of point reach would require that to be the deal. Mm-hmm. 
Boy, I don't know. What do you have? So this I saw this. Yeah, this I, is right. This is hard. Which because is why we've I'm, created a world that doesn't neatly fit into this. I feel like if we were just doing a more strictly high fantasy-ish type thing, it'd be easy to go bang, bang, bang. Right. Which I think is probably why a lot of people kind of default to that middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. If you default to the middle ground, for instance, I, I don't know. I see like if you were doing a straight up Conan the Barbarian tabletop RPG, I would say magic is restricted. Right. It's yeah. restricted because it's, it's dangerous. There's certain elements of our world where magic is restricted because it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a bunch of wild, you have a, a chaos magic uh, sorcerer, you know, in the city flinging spells left and right, there's going to be some law that comes down on there. Yeah. Or more specifically, a druid casting lots of plant spells, they're probably going to freak out a little bit yeah. because they're like, ah, we don't need any like wild vine taking yeah, easy, over our easy. city. Yeah. Um, however, I also feel like part, this whole world was built on people surviving like shipwreck victims. Right. Yep. So that's going can they afford yeah. to restrict magic? This, this place is built on survival. Yeah, you, you know, if we go back to the idea that it's always you versus Esterok, you know, that it's always, something is almost always essentially trying to take you out or mm-hmm. reabsorb you, then I guess it shouldn't really be restricted. Right. Yeah. Which word, where it would fall in between, prev- uh, magic is everywhere and magic is limited. Yeah. Magic is everywhere, maybe in uh, in point reach. Yeah. I just checked my note. Yep. Maybe in point reach, but um, everywhere else we would call it magic is limited. Okay. Yeah. You know well, what I'm saying? Like if sure. you're in a random settlement along the a random settlement along the colossal expanse. Yeah. Point reach specifically, magic would be everywhere. It's a it's a it's a it's a higher magic city. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking for Sharn Eberron levels of magic. Right. Okay. But higher magic than I don't know Baldur's Gate. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, higher magic than I guess even even if even in Tolkien terms, like even then like Rivendell, like Rivendell has magic, sure, but maybe even higher. But than it's that. Tolkien magic, which yeah, is sort Tolkien, of like boring Tolkien magic. magic. It's like how do you how is, how is it magic? It's magic. Boring magic. That's right. Boring magic. Fight me. Yes. <laughs> Listen, it's a soft magic system, not a hard magic system. Can't blame him. Yes, you can. All right. So let's look at. So of course. Now our decision to place it in between two of these makes it so that we have to go back and forth between two different sections in the book, sure, yeah. deciding which one is which. And it's also going to make it really hard when I do the notes. Awesome. Thanks. Okay. Magic is everywhere. So the first thing it talks about is magic in the background. Um, and they say the cost of plenty. Here's the section. Magic isn't free even when it's everywhere. Okay. Material components have irreplaceable costs. So they talk about like, you don't have to like make everything free. Um and yeah and then we have magical infrastructure and they say like it's not necessarily safe you have to train spellcasters to use it so even in a magic is everywhere it still allows you reasonable limitations you can put on it as a game if we if we if we bring it to the table i was going to say i was looking uh, under bullet points i was yeah. like do we bring it to the table yeah. we bring this back to the table yeah um then the idea is that as a DM, you don't have to allow magic to solve every problem problem your players have. Right. And as a player, you can't just go, well, I mean, isn't there a spellcaster who can cure my... Yes, maybe. There's, there definitely are spellcasters who can cure what's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. But it's going to cost you a lot of money. And right. you are one of many people searching for that service. And there's only, only so many spell slots in a day. Yep. And so, yeah, you still have to vie for that resource. Yeah. I mean, you could have, a, depending on what it is you need, it could be another little mini quest in and of itself just to be able to get it done. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk through these different things. The first thing, uh, this is the magic is everywhere. Construction. 
This is one of those areas where I don't like the, the magic is everywhere. Constructing buildings and roads is a time-consuming process, but in a high magic city, one magic wielder can complete in hours what might take dozens of workers a day or more. Whether the materials are lifted by golems, or the stone and wood are sculpted by spells, or buildings are simply summoned into being, fully fabricated magical construction takes but a fraction of the time. So now I don't feel we're that magical. We're not that magical, right? Yeah. So then if I flip to the magic is limited construction, let's see what it says. Construction is a limited magic city is likely mundane, perhaps one or two elements assisted by magic. Companies might make higher skilled magical, use, you know, might hire skilled magicians to do certain things like shaping that, stone. That already fits. Yeah. You're going to have to finish So yeah. for construction, I'm going to have to, here, I'm going to make you take notes. Here, there you go. You get well, the notebook. Good luck with that. Okay. So for construction, so just right, I am left-handed and this has. Oh, sorry. Three, there you go. It's going backwards for you. So for construction, yeah. can you please write Yep. C-O-N, and then followed up with magic, or you could just write limited. All right. All right. Because, and that's the thing, in our world, people are using traditional building techniques assisted by magic in places yeah. to retrofit the ancient structures that are already on the bridges. Yep. So I never want to lose that retrofitted aspect of the right. city, even yeah. though it's a thousand years old. For some reason, fantasy societies move glacially slow. Sure. Think about a thousand years ago on this world, you're talking Vikings. Okay, yeah. We're talking Vikings. Okay. So a thousand years ago, the, the podcast is like, and now we're here. Right. It's a pretty big jump in technology and culture. Right. So cool. Let's go back to the high magic section. Education. When magic is a ubiquitous, magical education is the norm. You know, it's funny. They start getting into details and all uh -huh. of a sudden I feel like it doesn't fit. Yeah. And all of a sudden, so if I go back to the magic is limited, education, arcane acad uh, academies, and other institutions that offer instruction in magic are often found in settings with limited magic. The schools are likely in larger cities with admission being prestigious and coveted, or they might be viewed with suspicion by those with no access to the arcane arts. <sighs> Yup, because that fits more with what we're going for. Yeah, not yeah. not all of the elements. I don't, you know. Yeah, no. I'm just thinking. Um, I almost like the idea that because Iliaster is everywhere and and magic kind of suffuses so much that a magical education is a little bit more basic, but your ability to achieve great heights is going to be limited. Like I, I, I think anyone that shows magical aptitude is definitely mandatorily educated in how to use yes, it. Yes, yeah. Because we don't need any wild sorcerers going off and wrecking right. a bridge. Yeah, absolutely. Or if they, you know, get wild in town, you're going to be, you know, pushed into this education thing. And then you, you know, of course, you then have a choice. Or nullamancers come and shut you down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, and then you have a choice. Do you live here? Or do you head out into the verge where you can, you know, fling your fireballs? Well, really presumably, nearly. somebody who's going to do that in this given society probably gets a rush from the magic. And so they decide, well, then screw it. I'm just going to go where I can do what I want. And then they become a villain for your campaign later. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that sounds like in education, we are also falling more on the limited. So maybe this is how we're going to determine that we're probably just limited. Right. But this is the fun this is the fun of it. No, for sure. It's it's, it's actually interesting because I never would have guessed. Um there's bureaucracy in these institutions. So talking about education for a little bit longer here. Mm -hmm. The idea that I've always pictured and we're just going to throw out ideas that we picture for our city. Yeah. We have the city of Point Reach. Yeah. Point Reach is built on these ancient bridges that span something akin to the Grand Canyon with a giant uh, Nile-like river flowing, mm -hmm. but, you know, thousand, you know, yeah. hundreds and thousands of feet below, whatever. One of the bridges is ruined. Yep. Three are intact. Everything happens. All of the wards and and region areas of the city basically exist on those three bridges. Yeah. With an undesirable element on the half-ruined bridge far below. Right. 
because we have to create social, yeah. you know, breakdown. Undesirable because they're crazy enough in part to live in this. Well, there's area. something going on there, which is a mystery that you and I have talked about yeah. in yeah. peace, but not really concreted out yet. Yeah. We're going to get to that as we build our city, I'm sure. Yeah. But there's something funky going on in the half-ruined bridge. Mm-hmm. And then we have three normal bridges with some pseudo-magical and non-magical transportation between them. Yep. But the you know the element that I've always liked. The, I like the idea that even though they had, there was a whole bunch of peoples who had skyships when the sevenfold storm locked all these people on this world. Right. But those are still made of wood. Yeah. And even with mending spells, they're not going to last forever. But the arcane devices used to make them fly and float might. So I like the idea that after they used these airships to bring materials to build the city, mm-hmm. that they then used the uh, arcane crystals or elemental rings or whatever, the hodgepodge of different magical artifices used to make their skyships, they instead used it to float the castle building rock chunk of bridge with a thing on it right. that is now chained with with colossal size chains to one of the bridges yeah. and it floats above the city and that is the point reach academy where yeah all That's these great. Art, like totally. i just love the idea of a giant floating city on a leash or a floating, yeah, a floating like castle on too. a leash yeah it is cooler that way too and you know people can get up and down to it via lifts and things like that or teleportation yeah but that's where a lot of this experimentation happens that's where a lot of the uh iliaster products are studied and created the iliaster that is nullified that is then sent out to protect from verge growth Mm -hmm. things like that so almost like that it floats there um also both as prestige but also it's a good safety because yeah no the bridges will last forever yeah you're fine yeah or maybe even, hey, they're doing some crazy stuff up there. You know, yeah. break that. Let's release the chain and let them float away and take oh, the Oh, that's a good them. one too. Like, like yeah. maybe there's sort of like a cultural binding agreement. There's a little French film here and a red balloon floating um, away. Yeah. <laughs> if the Academy ever goes rogue. Yeah. Or if it ever, and, or maybe it's a safety feature. It could be a check and balance. It's, oh my gosh, guys, the Academy, you've been messing with the Asher. Right. It's going to explode and kill us all. Pull the lever, crunk. Yeah. And then, Wrong of course, leather. and of course, that is, a, um, and naturally, that's also fodder for adventure. Yeah, people want, you know, maybe there's a cult that wanting wants to... to pull the lever, yeah. and yeah, you know. I'm assuming it's more than one lever, but eh, I mean, no, it's one. No, it's just it's one. It's one. one blinking red button. Yeah, totally button. Yeah. <laughs> Press the history very, very, erase very, button. A very, very, very big button. <laughs> it's the history, as David Tennant said it in Doctor Who. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and that's where the high-level arcane education happens. I also feel like there'd be normal, we're going to call it mundane, air quotes, mundane education Mm -hmm. in more normal places down below. Uh, Right. You mean like trades and like tradesmen and And stuff like that and basic. Yeah. Okay. Everyone in the city gets the basics. That's one of those things. I wish we called math maths. I Um, love how in England they call it maths. And what's the reason for that distinction? Because it sounds cooler. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's fine. So, I study maths. No, oh, because you could... Because trigonometry, math, yeah, calculus, algebra, they're all different kinds of maths. Yeah, that's true. Or is it just math? I don't know. I know, I dislike all of them. Come on, math is beautiful. There's like 11 or 13 of them. It's the language of the universe. Yeah. That's that. Maybe. Haven't you ever watched Contact? Of course I've watched Contact. Contact? One time. And I what? was awake for almost all of it. What? Yeah, I've watched Contact one is one of my favorite movies. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to the movie Contact. With everyone, Jodie Foster? With anyone who's w- probably listening to this, probably seen it. Yeah, probably. Um, all right, so that's education. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
So here's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. Keep doing the same thing. I'm gonna jump to high magic and then read both high magic and low magic. So after education is entertainment and leisure. Ready? Yeah. So in a high magic world, magic can do great many wild, wonderful things. While a good portion of these can be used for strictly utilitarian purposes, it has plenty of uses for entertainment and leisure. Magic competitions, arcane enhanced sporting events, displays of skill and might. The list is only limited by one's imagination. So this is like every corner has a busker who's casting spells and illusions. In the limited world, limited access to magic means common leisure activities are more are likely non-magical, but magical entertainment or effects might be rolled out for special events. He's pondering. Well, I mean, I, I of course, I'm, I mean, I'm more inclined to go limited, but I mm-hmm. also want to see official magic dueling. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like it would still be entertainment because that would be cool. I don't think there's anything saying you can't do that. Well, I'd like to see like, it'd be cool to see like an arena where you have like a powerful Nolomancer versus like a powerful wizard to see if one can overcome the effects of the other or something crazy. So in a world where they're slightly scared of magic, would they still do that, you think? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, they're scared of swords too. We're scared of we're scared of lots of things that we still consider. I mean, we're scared of falling and suddenly dying, but we all get on roller coasters. Yeah, because or you're jump mimicking, off planes, right? Because you're mimicking that experience. You're well, planes is a much better example because you're you're doing it, but you're making it safe. But maybe not. Are you making it safe? Well, you know, I watched a video of a paraglider falling with tangled up in a chute, unable to get it untangled. Yeah, I hope it was worth it. It, I mean, he pulled a real shoot by the end, but right. like people jump off of incredible heights, people free climb, mm. you know, without... there's that video I showed you of the guys like crawling through the rocks oh, in yeah. such a confined space that it looks like they're about to die of being crushed. Yeah. Oh, so people do stupid things for the thrill. Right. Yeah. So, so that, that would, would make sense. Yeah. It would still have to happen. So what it's looking more and more like is that we're the world in general is magic is limited, mm-hmm. but point reach is a magic is more prevalent because of concentration. Right. But again conservative use is still expected right for the safety and survival of everyone on the planet right and and depending on what parts you go maybe they don't even like the bard creating little illusions while he sings Mm -hmm. you know well there certainly could be different varying philosophies i mean that's one of the things that i don't like Mm -hmm. in worlds is when you have a campaign setting and they're like oh everyone sees magic is bad oh everyone sees magic is good right how about some people say magic is awful and some people say magic is great and some people are like magic i'm just out here sowing my crops i am absolutely (laughs) A little late for trimming the verge. <laughs> I do enjoy myself a Samwise Gamgee voice. <laughs> it's my favorite one to do. Um, so my old gaffer used to say, "What is a gaffer?" It's captain. Because gaffer it's like a team. Because that's what Ted Lasso is the gaffer, isn't he? Don't oh, they call don't him know. the gaffer? I think they call him the gaffer. In the I first. thought gaffer was his dad. I don't know. Tolkien gaffer. Well, right. it's probably in an appendix somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Food and nutrition, Josh. Food. And nutrition. So this one is one of the ones that usually comes up when people talk about this. Sure. So in a high magic world, food and nutrition with a high proliferation of magic, no citizen of a city needs to ever go hungry. Spells solve the food problem in a city. In a limited magic, magic isn't widespread enough to feed the entire communities with conjured meals, but there might be enough to supplement charity kitchens and make their supplies last longer. Do we want Point Reach to have to have some sort of farming, or do we want Point Reach to be completely reliant on magic for food? Would they have prioritized, we need to make sure that magic, what we develop is magic to make sure people survive? Like, would they have done, like, the hierarchy of needs with magic when they were settling? Like, all right, food, shelter, magic, now. Liamon's tiny huts for all. Well, I think I've always pictured that, you know, 
prior to this, I always pictured that magic is there. Magic is part of what gets them down by day by day. However, they've never lost sight of if magic disappears tomorrow, we still need to be able to function. Mm-hmm. And we have also built that there's an area of the Foreland Peninsula that is a farming mm-hmm. area, large farming and we've area. And we've had visions of hy- hydroponic farms, essentially, mm-hmm. more or less. Small hydroponic on. farms. Yeah. Um, probably owned by very wealthy citizens and things like mm-hmm. that. And then regular shipments in from the farther south on the Foreland Peninsula mm-hmm. that provide regular, you know, food. And then I and think crops. at one time, postulated the possibilities that on more abandoned parts of the expanse, they could have uh, herd animals, possibly, mm-hmm. that you would feed, you know, because, you know, I, so yeah, food is a thing. Say, Magic magically a- supplemented, but not magically replaced. Right. Yes. Yep. Once again, magic is limited. All right. Healthcare. Uh, mag- just go right to magic is limited because I feel like that. All right. We you definitely want, you don't want to hear people. magic? Is- okay. I feel like we immediately. The other one's just going to say you got a broken leg. Somebody can just wave their hand and fix it. I'm assuming. Well, but, you know. You, but, right, but again, fine. let's we, be yeah, fair. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Healthcare in a high magic society is widely available and, while not necessarily inexpensive, is accessible to individuals from all walks of life. Versus. In a city with limited magic, temples or clinics might offer healing services for a fee or generous donation, and potions and magical salves and balms might be available for purchase by the general populace, but it might come at a much steeper cost. And there's nothing to say you can't say, like, magic is limited, but there's slightly, maybe one of the things in a world where they're all about survival, they would have more places to do magical healing. Maybe magical healing is something that's more prevalent than magical food. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? We can pick and choose. Yeah, I would think that that, <coughs> yeah, I feel like that would be the case. Okay. That there would be more magic healing available because of the original premise that they came together to build this thing. Right. And the working together, make that almost like a foundational principle that we have to, you know, but you still could have certain situations where maybe there's a virus that the magic just can't touch. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're, well, I mean, it, now would medicine fall under, um, well, undoing revergence well we've yeah that would again that's one of the things we have to talk about yeah. i feel like that would that's why i feel like maybe we should borrow from the high magic society for the healing okay that works Not, and it, again it doesn't solve everything there's only still only so many spell slots it's still expensive yeah but like a cure light wounds for a broken foot is okay. not as big a deal but i still think it should probably cost something it's not free right but it's prevalent you can get those things healed because they prioritized when, as they came together, they prioritized making sure that everyone could survive. Because if too many people die, everyone dies. Right. Well, I guess I'm feeling like if you're an adventurer, your medical needs may not be as easy to get tended to. Right. But if you're a worker, you have that, you know. And there's also to say, mm-hmm. only you don't have to have high access to high level healing. Right. You know, you know, uh, undoing like major, major stuff, regenerative magic raising the dead there doesn't have to be that doesn't have to be prevalent okay that's still something like highly specialized highly expensive well i keep i keep in my brain leaning towards like a universal healthcare. like you still got to be able you know i don't want you to have to worry about again this is me just okay i just don't want people to have to worry about if they have mm-hmm. you know and maybe some people are mistrustful of magic that because I accept, of the world and totally so they're like that you you've got hi there you've got you know your lungs are coming up out as you cough up your lungs why don't you go to the healer i don't go to healers Oh yeah, thing. it's a little late to be trimming I'll, the vert. That's all I, I, I know. I'm just going to keep, but I'm going to keep. You shall fall. not pass. <laughs> well, I, I, this foe is beyond any of. Uh, 
a hero arrives precisely when he means to. Oh. <laughs> All right. So healthcare. So now I'm going to keep doing my thing. I'm going to go to high magic first for industry and commerce. Here we go. Mm-hmm. A wide proliferation of magic affects all aspects of everyday life. A shopkeeper might have magical security measures and automatic ledgers. I'm already like, no. Yeah. Um, versus industry and commerce, limited magic. The manufacturing of, and commerce sectors would likely see little use of convenience-based magic. Despite the production of goods typically being mundane, shops that offer magical items or wares enchanted to be more useful or aesthetically pleasing would find they do have a booming business for those who can afford them. Yeah. We're very much falling into Magic is Limited with, it's sort of like we're in Magic is Limited with peaks here and there towards Magic is Everywhere. Yeah. All right. Public safety. I can already tell, like public safety. It's like all mages doing, see, but this is going to be one where we peak, I think, a little bit. Um, so uh, public safety a city watch in a high magic city is likely well equipped with magic items to help the surveillance and apprehension of criminals wands that stun arcane communication and cuffs that restrict the use of magic I feel like ours is a halfway point because there's going to be nullomancers in the peacekeeping force yep their specific purpose is to negate the misuse of magic yeah um, but your average city corner guard isn't going to have a plus two longbow right so this was where I saw the opportunity to re reskin the Warforge for okay. Asteroid. All right. That was Warforge. Tell me more. In the Asteroid? No. Damn it. Okay, then then there are ours. I just this idea of a sentinel, these sentinels that were created at a certain point and they literally detect except certain levels of Iliaster and can react to protect certain parts of the So would that be a player species? No, I just initially thought of it as a monster thing. Yeah, as a, I think as that's a challenge monster. in the town. Like you you know, they're here and there, and the closer you get to point reach, the more ubiquitous they a nullomantic automaton? Yeah, basically. And it but it has essentially like a sensor in it. I like the nullomantic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then so, it, then it comes up, and now you have this war machine that's here. Like you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I think you know what I was thinking. I was really picturing more K2SO. That you know, uh, okay. That kind no, of I vibe. love that. All of a sudden, it comes to life. But you know, and then people let people play with it. Maybe it's a playable character at some point. One's got a brain and whatever. But I just love the idea of you know, hang on to him or hold on to him or <laughs> something like that. He means, he means don't let me leave. <laughs> don't yeah. let me leave. Spoilers for Andor, which I which enjoyed more than I thought I would. You should totally be watching it. Um. Keep it quiet, you'll get another. <laughs> All right, so public safety, we are limited magic with a couple of spikes into higher magic mm-hmm. with specialized peacekeeping people. Yeah. Yep. Sanitation, because we all can't have a pit with an Odiug in it. Oh, you didn't watch. I can't spoil... Uh... Uh, Ted Lasso season three episode one, but they do have a whole thing about that utilizes the English sewers and the use of the word poupe, which is really funny. Well, okay, so can we talk a little bit about J.K. Rowling? Okay, we can probably talk a lot about. We can talk a lot, but we're going to keep it as a focus. We are the podcast that established ourselves as woke, like in two episodes, in first episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And unlike a lot of people, we can define it. So it just means not being a jerk. Yeah, but yeah, that's a simple one. Yeah. yeah, it's the simple definition. Anyway, the uh, if you remember the whole, there was this whole uh, shtick about how you know magic users in the past used to just defecate on the floor and magic away the evidence. Oh yeah, I remember. Do you remember okay, when this curveball and people were like, "What?" Yeah, I remember that when they came up. Well, it's because again, this is a thing where people have tried to retroactively apply real life logic to Harry Potter and right. stop just understanding that it's a kid's book. 
Oh, for sure. And yeah, but like, yeah. I feel like if if you indulge those thoughts, same thing I've said with Star Wars, you're moving too far away from what it is that you loved in the first place. Exactly. It never really. I mean, you might have thought of it when you were a kid, but you certainly didn't take the time to come up with an explanation. Well, it's like we're not going to consider the actual GDP of any of these cities and settlements, and you know whether or not right. the economy is going to be destabilized by a group of adventurers. Right. At that point, maybe 10, I should move on to something else. Yeah. Like, why don't you get a real job, civic planning? <laughs> right, exactly. You're really into it. But yeah. that. But that idea that like, oh, they just magicked away the poop on the floor was an idea of like well this is a society that uses magic to solve everything how would they solve that i still have a hard time believing that you'd be walking down a hallway with a bunch of other people and be like wait hold on and just like drop one right there like shake it out your robe leg right but (laughs) wouldn't they well you know harry potter would make like they would totally have magic diapers that do that well, or but they also have toilets. Yeah, but in the eh, room of requirement, remember? Yeah, that that's true. I mean, I guess it's a big deal. See, actually. I'm not even toilets a Harry Potter are, fan, and I knew that. I barely remember it until you say it. But yeah, I mean, it's I just, I never would have considered it, but I guess. Right. Well, let's talk about sanitation in a high magic city. Yeah, cities of any size face challenges when it comes to sanitation. Garbage piles up, and sewer systems become havens for disease, vermin, and for criminals. Cities with plentiful magic might not have need for a sewer system and can provide for easy removal and destruction of refuse, keeping the streets clean and sinisterly healthy. So do they use magic to get rid of... I, you know, it's funny. I almost feel like you only need to answer this question to see whether or not your uh, caper can, you know, your your rogue can run into the sewers. Well, and here's the thing. We'd specifically designed the Colossal Expanse to still have sewers. Right. Because these are giant Leviathan-sized bridges. We could make that actually a whole hook. Like, that's a big deal. Yeah. Like, expanding the sewage is a huge thing because you have to dynamite into and excavate potentially inside... Well, we already wrote it that the that the colossal expanse is hollow oh, yeah. through the middle of the bridges. That's right. That's right. For drainage purposes, because the wa- otherwise the water would flood them. Oh yeah, yeah. And okay. so the, the, yep, those like spread, and then it just rains down. Oh right. To the surface, right? Because there's elements in Last Call where people have in the in between area they've built the city backwards into the bridge segment and right. into the sewer areas. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So, so there is a sewer in the colossal expanse that is canon. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I don't feel. Let's see here. Uh, da, 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 da. Sanitation. Sanitation in a limited magic city is still a high priority for any mag- any city, though likely far less flashy or convenient. And a home magical disposal systems are rare. Trash and other refuse might not be put out to the street to await collection. Collection could be a task force for citizens, and garbage might find its way to a magical disposal. So we can have basically a landfill where magic is dis- where stuff is destroyed by magic right but so that's where the poop actually goes here's the thing i imagine a difference between poop and garbage no totally i'm just kidding yeah um right yeah because sewage would go into the sewers wash down and probably just end up in the river below now so at the landfill would the would magic then process the landfill that's what i'm thinking yeah okay so like that's acceptable to me that's like using magic to eliminate large-scale messes yeah. you know things like that that makes sense i would love to know how how water deep gets rid of their magic right so you mean their garbage uh, yeah that's what i mean they're yeah. how to get rid of their garbage yeah no totally yeah that would be interesting i wonder if that's been covered i don't know all right so after sanitation is transportation mm-hmm. so in a high magic society you can guess that transportation is magical carriages uh skyships everywhere and teleportation okay in a limited magic it is uh there's there is magical means of transportation but not everyone has access to it and it's expensive and reserved for emergency situations only um i don't know i like the idea of having some kind of public magical do you want to jump this one up 
Yeah. Yeah. What, what what is the magical transportation that's available in in the city of Point Reach? Not teleportation. Something that just you know, like a. Well, see, I can see teleportation circles being a thing. Remember, yeah. teleportation circle. It takes a year of casting it every day, and then you can set up permanent teleportation circles. Oh, then there'd be tons. There'd be. I feel like that's the one thing we can say there'd be a bunch of. Is there because a teleportation circle? Right. Again, because I'm trying to psychologically. You know, when I remember... Especially jumping between the bridges. Yeah, when I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to psychologically remember what the people who had found the origin of this city, what they had gone through, and quick, you know, quickly being able to escape it or Mm -hmm. to escape to safety would be such a priority. It would be one of those priorities you were talking about earlier. So there could be both. We could have magical teleportation circles. Mm -hmm. They go to specific places. Certain ones are guarded because only certain people are allowed to use them. Sure. We might also have the essentially the equivalent of cable cars between the bridges. Yeah, I like cable cars. Um, I like cable cars too. Yeah. So there's a there's there's options like so we at least you know we and we we don't have to be super detailed really you know we just have to say yeah cable cars are a thing a so combination of like, cable cars and more expensive teleportation circles that are guarded to right and then if somebody's like up. somebody's like well I want uh, you know freight elevators you can have those too you know like if you come up with your own thing yeah you can throw that in there but here's the kind of general base of I what like we're the saying. idea of of basically chain operated elevators that go up and down because I imagine one of the the main bridge being taller. Mm-hmm. I imagine one central bridge and then two lower bridges to either side of it and the broken bridge in the center down below. Yeah. That's sort of how I picture it. No, no, I, I totally, um, yeah, I see that. Too. So then they can come down to the sides, but they can also chain straight down mm-hmm. to maybe there's a catwalk thing built between the two lower bridges. Yeah. But there's options. So that's yep. more of a high magic option. Yeah, I think that's what I would prefer in that case. Um, and then last but not least in this section is utilities. So... If you have a magical world, um, many fantasies. I love this. This is just great because this is the this is the bread and butter of what we deal with as we learn this. Many many fantasy game worlds often rely on the pastiche of medieval Europe and other civilizations from the Middle Ages with similar levels of technology. But with magic, people can replicate or even far surpass the technology found in the Middle Ages or even today. So I like the fact they're jumping right into this. Doesn't make sense when you think about it too hard, right? right. Um, so we are. Uh, you know, they, they're talking about aqueducts and things like that. Um, but maybe do they use magic crystals for light? Do they use fire for light? Do they use torches? Do they, they use nullified Ilya? What about, yeah, well, nullified Iliaster, does that provide a light source, do you think? Or does that provide... I like it, maybe it provides some type of energy that can be utilized. Mm-hmm. Like Because I always imagine it just being like a static thing that's just like the vine is like about to take over your house and it hits the maybe the little the gleam of that. Or gets okay. within 20 feet of it and it goes, and it can't. Advanced like bug closer. zapper. It's like a basically, it's the it's a magical bug, bug zapper. zapper. Thank you for putting that image in my head. Yeah, forever. <laughs> um, but okay, so utilities: light, heat, water. Light, heat, water. There's nothing saying we can't have some of the magic and some of them not. Water um, is probably stored via rain, and it's coming out of the mountains. They're in a mountain, so they can probably get uh, uh, snow and things like that from the upper peaks. Mm-hmm. Um, so water and plus a combination of magically supplanted. Plus yep. there is a river raging down below that there's probably some sort of a yeah. um, thing. You know what I love is how much that just clarified for a bunch of people. They totally could see that. Uh, yeah, as soon as I go... Yeah, like, oh, you're yeah, seeing yeah, the thing. thing. It's coming down and it's and coming it's, up exactly. and it's, yeah. it's dropping it and then it keeps going. and it just, yeah. Plus rain could be collected and yep. stored in public wells that have been retrofitted into the, into yeah. the expanse. Okay, so... Because there's nothing stopping them from like... Let's break a hole here down at the sewer and we're going to instead pave it all the way or up and around and then it's going to connect to a cistern system. So that's going to be a well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
So light water heat. I imagine just normal old fire for heat, unless maybe you're in, and the rich and well, wealthy probably have magical heat. Yeah, but then it becomes because so so the fire. What is the source of the you know is is mm-hmm. it just seems like wood might not be super ubiquitous for them. That's true. Um, coal might be, but that's got its own problem. No, you're probably Perhaps. right because they are in the mountains and they're a mining yeah. thing. So coal is probably. Your but then, does one. your city become less? Does it become sooty and covered, or is that just part of maintaining it? You're cleaning it. Maybe it's a combination. Maybe it's Dickensian plus m- magical. Okay, I hiccuped in the middle of that word. <coughs> Um, maybe it's Dickensian and magical. Okay. There, I got it out. Dickensian and magical. But we don't, you know, we don't have to decide on this. We can think about it in the intervening week before we lock it down. And then, of course, we can change it anytime we want. Right. But then again, I don't, you know, at the same time, I'm like, again, we were talking at the beginning that it's almost like, well, is that that brushing up against over-designing? I think that's, I think it's fair to go, there's no forest. Yeah. Where is everyone getting firewood? Right. I mean, you can certainly get it maybe the closer you are, maybe it's a thing, but coal seems like it would make more sense so maybe this is an area where we kind of bump up maybe this is again when they were talking about what is it maslow's hierarchy of needs i think that sounds right i don't know well i'll check it i might be confusing some educational stuff um the idea that they would immediately prioritize shelter food and water and survival maybe they also like healing they also prioritize heating you know no we're gonna develop something and they immediately right. jump to, no, here we go. We're going to set up like arcane. We're going to spend some time creating some arcane heating. And that technology is something that they focused on. And therefore, that has advanced as a technology, an arcane technology, more than other arcane technology. Okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That actually fits a little better because I'm thinking the dilapidated part, maybe they use coal. Yeah. Oh, you for know, sure. They have to definitely and use And people the complain more. because like the soot rises up from the lowest oh, bridge. Oh, that's even perfect. That's definitely what it is. Okay, that, cool. That's perfect. Yeah. Um, all right, that is the entirety of this section. Okay, so now that's all of those. We're almost to the end of chapter one, Josh, and we've got a couple minutes left in the episode. So this is great. Let's remember to bring it to the table. We, we, yes, yeah, so to bring so all of this yeah. to the table, yeah. the idea is to create something that the DM can build a story in. Yep. Your players are challenged, but not able to solve every problem at a whim. Yep. It prevents reasonable barriers to uh, things they want. Mm-hmm. Just because you want plus two leather armor doesn't mean you can find it. It's right. here somewhere, but you got to roll. You mm-hmm. might not find it right away. Yeah. Um, and it also creates enough. I, I keep. I hate saying haves and have-nots, but the, enough societal strife, even in like a, a better social society. Strata, yeah. yeah, social strata that can create uh, conflict for good storytelling. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. It has a section here called "Ancient and Forgotten, Forgotten Magic." Civilizations rise and fall, and urban centers are often built on the ruins of remnants of former cultures. Perhaps the city is ancient, and the citizens know they sit upon the bones of their ancestors. But many times, the history of a place remains hidden. This whole section is about how maybe part of the magic is an ancient magic that no one knows or can explain that is just was there when they moved in, and now but they all make use of it. <laughs> right. Which I love because this is built on the colossal expanse. Mm-hmm. Which used to be where the the Colossus the Colossi right. lived. Yeah, and if it were a Doctor Who episode, you'd be on a giant space whale, <laughs> and you yeah. didn't know the whole time. The and or when you found out, you wanted your it was a whale. It was a whale, right? Yeah. And they were like blasting its brain with electricity. That's terrible. And that's why everyone chose to have their memory erased. Yeah. Um. Even if the forgotten magic is ill understood, people will still take advantage of it in their daily lives. I imagine that being sort of like the uh, iliaster infused growing gardens, the hydroponic gardens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's one area where they're like, okay, this stuff is dangerous and we don't quite understand it, but it grows our food but real it well. It does this thing. It does this yeah. thing. And that's all that matters. So 
I mean, the glowing well, green like, rock makes us warm. To a certain extent, it's like when we find out all this stuff, you know, that certain things that we use were originally like astringents for World War II. <laughs> you know, but then they make them into like food. Oh, geez. A lot of food coloring. Come. Um, so that looks to me like we are magic is limited with some peaks into higher magic. Right. Which I think is a more realistic. Uh, yeah, I think that's a more nat. It's, it's like a holistic approach. So at the end of the chapter, as we wrap up, there's this nice little magical features in a city chart that you can roll on to come up with some ideas that help your brain come up with okay. ideas. What do we you want to roll some dice? Yeah. All right. Can you please, for me, do a D10? Oh. Right off the, the table. Eight. Eight. This is an this is the prevalence is everywhere. Homes are equipped with magical devices that allow residents to communicate with another over long distances, even from one side of the city to the other. Do we want them to have magical telephone? These are not things we're locked into. This is just something to think I about. I don't like I don't mind the idea of them having magical centers of communication. I was thinking available. the exact same yeah, thing. I'm totally down with that. But okay. in your house is somehow silly to me. I uh, don't yeah. know why. All right, roll another. This is the limited table. I'm just curious what we get. Six. Six. A famous traveling troupe stops here twice a year, bringing with them their magnificent magical acts and arcane special effects. Sure. Absolutely. I like that one. Yep. All right, and the last one is restricted. This is the restricted table, but let's roll on it anyway. See what we get. Is it 10 again? Yeah, it's a D10 again. It also gives you the option of a D100, which... I love Quattro. Four. Four. C4, it's the Mm -hmm. podcast. Oh, I understand what they did. Yep. Okay. Fourth pillar of play. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they put four on. I mean, anytime four is used in any 5D book, it's because of the podcast. podcast. Drafts and elixirs that cure any ailment are available at nearly every corner store, temple, or clinic. No. Boring. Boring. So, what this What about 10? What was 10? 10 was a local haberdashery sells hats enchanted with illusions magic that covers blemishes and enhances or diminishes certain facial features. So, I could have a beard? Yes. But I'd have to have a hat. But okay, you'd have to put a hat right. on. I'm all right, most You hat. can also wear a belt of dwarven kind. Perfect. Which makes yeah, you which grow is, an instantaneous beard. That's right. <laughs> um, so the idea of this chart at the back of the chapter, it's cool because it's like if you want to determine the level of magic, you can roll a D... If you can say like, I'm a magic everywhere city, you can roll D10 a couple times on this chart. Okay. The D100 is for all three. So you could do a custom level by rolling a couple times and it will pick cherry pick from the three different okay. charts to come up with something. But we have an ancient city yeah. that's a podocracy yep. that deals in Iliaster and its byproducts and mining. That is, what was the other questions we answered last episode? Um, is that on the... Probably not. Probably not. No, man, yeah, you're Size right. and population. It's a metropolis. That was the other yep. thing. So, and the impact and magic on trade goods. And we, and we, so we discussed that. And now we have that we are a limited magic society with peaks relevant to survival relevant to collaborative survival right that push into you know and as we started the list i feel like we came into that motivation later i don't think we had that from the beginning did we probably not yeah because it'd be interesting we'll have to on our own time go through and see if we would change some of the other ones yeah using that survival surviving together well yeah because i mean that's been one of our things right from the very beginning it's like people came together to survive on this world right now they might be you know fractured i was splintered and fractured fractured um now they might be fractured and splintered but originally the entire conceit of this world was hey we're all stuck here together we got to come up with something yeah the demons go off where the demons are and they fight the aberrations and yeah there's some people who are like go off and become crazy people. but i like the idea that it still sticks with them because it wasn't born out of some culture that was nomadic first Mm -hmm. you know because people could argue well humans came together that way but it's like it's not quite the same thing because this really was necessity. This really was a bunch of already, you know, civilized. Not, yeah. Yeah, not 
transient. These were not right. transient peoples right. or civilizations. These were explorers. These were these were again. We were trying to avoid colonization. There were no people on this world right. when it was discovered. Yeah. But um, and I like the idea that even the even the giants that built the bridges were not natives. Right. They just came. Yeah. They came and they left somewhere. Um. Yeah, the we'll see if that wow 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 picks up on the microphone when I when I edit the sound. Wow. So, but that's all of chapter one. Yeah. That's so that two means that we can one. type yeah. that I can type that into the blog post and for this episode, and we will have the anatomy of our city mm-hmm. decided. Not oh, sorry, the, that's not the anatomy of the city. Anatomy of the city is chapter two. The city planning done. Next. <laughs> is the anatomy of the city. Now, one of the things I want to discuss when we get to the anatomy of the city mm-hmm. is talking about maybe possibly, once we get this fleshed out, what's involved in commissioning a professionally drawn map. Oh, okay. Because this yeah. is something I want to learn about, and I'm willing sure. to throw some some dollar dollars at figuring out how that works. Right. Maybe not like, you know, a lot of dollars, <laughs> but... Is dollars the cash that we use in yes, Estrach? That's the money. Okay. So... But um, however that is, uh, you know, that's all the time we have for today, right? I mean, we covered a lot of ground. I think we've hit our usual window. Yeah. We're um, actually a little, bu- a little bit past. Yeah. So thank you everyone for listening and of course supporting the show. Uh, for more information or to per- peruse peruse our latest drafts of our You don't like the word peruse? No, I do. But I suddenly turned into pursue. Um, <laughs> you can peruse, also pursue the information. You can pursue the information and in the latest drafts of our creations. You can visit us at our website uh, www dot fourth pillar of play.com all spelled out. out or you can all or you can also like and follow or message us on twitter or instagram and uh thank you again and we look forward to creating more with you